0: Having fallen into sleep with one Michelle in his arms, Maru has awakened to the vision of the other. Michelle, lost love and betrayer, resurrected from her coma and confronting him with the question, is this real? Mind Raker, Background, Anger, Episode 4, Desperation House.
1: The division of time, the jury out of space, reckoning what shouldn't be is the effort to avoid reduced to consciousness. The apex sin, a discourse of angels to thine earth be bound. There are two of everything, two universes transposed over one another. The same sadistic specter of death looming over both. Where does the story begin? At the beginning? At the end? Or is everything just the middle? The strings of attachment, a nullified brush, tethered bonds in the coil, space and happenstance. The inside joke. Speak to me. Speak to me. And then she is here. Impossibly here. Michelle. My Michelle. Lying in the bed next to me where just last night the other Michelle lay. What tragedy and comedy The improbable will of fate whose hammer of consequence bears no remorse. The sound is stuck in my throat, her name frozen in time. I touch her hair to prove her authenticity. The blonde locks remain. The sweet scent drifting up on familiar waves. For the first time, I am afraid of her. Michelle. Her body stirs, an echo shaded by mind. Two steps of the infant recoil, bloodied lip, incandescent wine. Slowly she rolls over to face me. Sleepy eyes, reluctant slits penetrating my soul, stripping me bare. There's a quiver in my throat, aching gasp, a vulnerable target.
0: Maru? Is that you? The life has come back to your face.
1: I take her in my arms, hold her tight. Tears well, meaty fists shaking my heart. Hold on, hold on for dear life, waiting for the mirage to fade in the heat of the angry sun, rock her gently, enveloping her in my shadow frame, wrapped up in her intoxicating smell. She grasps me back, a desperation well as deep as the longing for meaning in life. Two souls clinging to a buoy in the hard gray middle of a meaningless ocean, cruel and dangerous, the bruising blade with a smile on its face. But how are you here? The hospice? Nobody told me.
0: Yesterday, early in the evening, I woke up as if from a dream. I remember it all, lying in the bed for what seemed like an eternity. Seeing, hearing everything around me, but trapped in the shell of my body, screaming out in my mind until I couldn't scream anymore. I was there, listening every time you visited me and when I woke I knew where I wanted to be here by your side
1: but I there was why didn't you wake me something in my eyes betrays me I feel it when it happens I see her read it reflexive recoil combination burnt I wasn't alone last night Michelle the other one African American single never married where did she go
0: Oh, I, I... I'm sorry. I, I didn't even think.
1: No, no. It, it's okay. I, I I didn't mean...
0: You were alone, so I, I thought... I should have waited. No,
1: no. I, I'm so glad you didn't. Please. I should go. Please. Please stay. This is the miracle I've prayed for.
0: No, no. I understand. It was silly of me to expect you to wait.
1: She stands up from the bed, my gut splash, killing my heart with dirty hands, wringing the soul, sucking the tension from the muscle tissue... Can't lose her, not again, not like this, not over such a simple thing, such a simple, stupid fucking thing. You're here now. That's all that matters.
0: I have to go. People must be looking for me. I have to contact the agency. I, I shouldn't have come. Michelle, wait.
1: Too many notes of nothing stained. More time to reconsider. The meaning pulls away, taking everything in its wake. Too late. Come back, don't steal your Helena's kiss. A smoldering circle, a universe wrapped up in soul. I reach the street. No sign of her anywhere. Vanished. Deep breaths. Swallow. Car keys in my pocket. My anxious pursuit is cut short on realization. My step quickly hobbled. My car still parked at the coffee shop from last night. I remember the walk home with Michelle, the other one. I pick up my phone from the table, open it to find the familiar question left over from last night's assignment. How did it go? My fingers fumble at the keys, wrestling autocorrect to respond with an intensity lost in digital transmission. Michelle, Michelle woke from her coma. Then I stare at the words I've typed. Their meaning stares back with sarcastic glee. I swipe the screen off, never sending the message. The hollow bowl, uncertain echo of the sucking fiend. Time rolls out its torture rack as I wait. There is no immediate response. I grab my keys and take a walk to pick up my car. I arrive at the coffee shop parking lot, check the car, still there, thankfully. I go inside to grab a double-strong latte, shake my reality awake. It's not long before I sense the familiar stare lay heavy on my being. Michelle, the missing Michelle from last night, the other Michelle, the wrong Michelle, watching from a table across the room. I grab my drink, take a deep swallow, caffeine mule kick, dead man's bump, and step up to the empty seat at her table. I mime permission to sit, request granted, but not without a palpable sense of confusion broadcast on her face. Good morning. I kind of thought I'd be saying that to you when I woke up this morning,
0: but... Sorry, I just woke up in the middle of the night, confused and somewhat afraid. I needed to feel the comfort of my own bed.
1: Of course, I get that could have said goodbye
0: it's it's just that everything made so much sense and then it just didn't how were you in my head was it real
1: I warned you this would happen it was real but the farther away we move from the experience unless you'll remember it loses cohesion like a dream a diamond weed the bloodline curdles two stakes in a back road bar sweet satisfaction of the doomsday clock two seconds to midnight a fatal cut to the carotid artery and the pornography of optimism and blood-soaked dreams
0: you knew you knew i'd forget why did you do it how could you why did you sleep with me how could you take advantage
1: no it wasn't like that i mean i didn't look i'm sorry it was
0: go just go get away from me i don't want to see your face
1: I slide my chair back, prepared to leave, but I hesitate, useless apology on my tongue. Michelle stands up from the table and walks briskly across the room and out the door. I'm left alone, staring across the room, exposed and self-conscious in the face of the other customers. Then the vibration of my phone jolts the table. I see the message on the screen. Never received a report on last night's mission. Let's meet. I'm at the meetup now, ETA, I reply. Ten minutes. Ten minutes comes the answer. I take a long, deep throat full of burning coffee. My stomach boils and turns for ten long minutes hanging from an existential noose of my own making. Never heard from you last night. I'm assuming trouble again. Did you know Michelle was awake? She came out of the coma. I haven't heard anything. When did this happen? Last night, apparently. She was at my apartment this morning. At your... She's up and out of the hospice. Are you sure? That seems impossible, frankly. No one was more shocked than me.
0: Where is she now? At your place? Control is going to want a full briefing.
1: No, not with me. She left. I... I upset her. Hmm. Any idea where she went? No, I don't. She said she was going to contact the agency. I'll see if we've heard from her when I get back. Uh, What about you, last night? Trouble again. Of which variety? No contact.
0: Outside interference?
1: None that I could detect. Just no signal? None whatsoever. Complete failure to connect. Concerning. I filed a report on the ambush. It seems our blue friend is MIA. Damn. Try again tonight. Let me know how it goes. You don't think maybe we should lay low for a while, assess the situation, see if we hear from the blue man? There's a tragedy waiting on the other side of every day we wait, every day we fail. I understand, but- It's an order, soldier. Right. Sir, yes sir. Let me know how it goes. There is no matter in truth. Only the sinners call for hate. Cash up front, poor decisions and lack of judgment. One bad investment precedes another, the rock sinking like a stone in the fathoms of regret. Animus resolution, the negative juxtaposition of love, a loser's bet, the warrior disarmed, absolution dismissed. I stare at the goddamn floor as he leaves. Just shut down. A coward's surrender. What the fuck is happening?
0: I can't come to the phone right now, but if you leave your name and number, I'll be sure to call you back. Pinky promise.
1: (laughs) Preparations laid out. Mission engaged on eminent thrust. The chair looms in the center of the room, daring the pilot to fly once more on broken wings. I study the dossier as I wait for the text. Carl, white male, 45, medium build, goatee, weak chin, single, twice divorced. Not much more information provided. No emails, no texts, no social media presence whatsoever. Only a familiar webcam address visited on a regular basis. My fingers do the walking. Recognition confirmed. A screenshot of Michelle, the other Michelle. African American female, age 33. Average but attractive, single. Never married, dressed in thin lace panties and a cropped t-shirt exposing the bottom curvature of her breasts. A schedule of daily cam times displayed across the screen. An unsettling connection, to say the least. I close out the webcam screen. Google the target's address provided by the spotter. Pacoima. Fucking Pacoima. The text arrives. Target in REM state. I step up to the seat, tremors echoing inside. A slight buckling teases at my steady, acid burning through the lining in my guts. Finally, I sit, close my eyes, think the word, think the target. The word becomes the target. Lift off, ignition takes hold, warping my mind like sleep only sideways. A slow motion dance through existential quicksand and muck, faces in light, the tunnel unfolds. Adherence to form, relinquish delight, the spinning wheel, the karmic gun, one mind low in the ether, colors in black. Signature mission. slip the bonds of eternity's grasp, freedom of the hopeless man standing on the ledge, then falling into the collective unconscious. I land, transition complete. The blue smile of the eclipsed sun greets me with a sarcastic wit. Dirty streets stand ready to fight. Anger is opposition to form, claustrophobia of the spirit caged in matter, evil's backdoor gateway drug, ruination and vice, strawberry Sundays and heroin dreams. The streets are gray and cluttered with intention. I head to the small block, 7-Eleven on one corner, jack-in-the-box on the other, strip-mall dysplasia, suburban stagnation, dust and tin. I find the address a few houses in, dirt and overgrown weeds behind a chain-link fence, bleached earth rot. The house is quiet, stale, paint peeling in the monotonous sun. I hop the fence, step into the empty carport, look in through the side door window, dark inside, appears to be empty, nobody home. I slide around to the back of the house, dry pool baking in the dirt. Check the windows, no sign of life. I step back to the side door and without hesitation kick it open and slip inside. The house is quiet, wrapped in a blanket of shadows. White walls, light flickers in streams, unkempt, cluttered, and decorated with cigarette butts. Stacks of books and paper, boxes of useless junk masquerading in their someday dresses. I cut through the deadly quiet and stagnant humidity as a darkened hall leads me to a bedroom where a half-open door whispers strange thoughts of caution. The room beyond creaks ever so slightly, poisoning the stillness of the air. I slide my fingers over the doorknob and slowly push the door open just enough to see inside. A soft squeal from the doorframe announces my transgression. Nothing there for the eyes, but the darkness weighs on the senses. My feet carry me through the doorway, taut and ready to spring, the small space mostly impregnated with bed. Eyes scan from one side to the other, up and down. Movement from the other side of the bed, I step forward to find a small body there, hunched over, head down, a little boy. I speak quietly. Carl? He turns his wide questioning eyes up to me. A feeling of recognition shudders through me as I ask again. Are you Carl?
0: I'm not Carl.
1: Is your dad home? Is your dad's name Carl?
0: My dad isn't here. He is not Carl.
1: Okay. What's your name? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Do you live here?
0: No, oh, I'm just playing hide and seek.
1: Who are you hiding from? You. I'm suddenly stricken with a memory. Hazy, familiar, yet resistant. Like I've been here before, spoken these words, and the faintest sensation of a conversation with a man maybe the target can't be sure. Deja vu by any other name. It's not a sensation I've ever encountered on a mission in the headspace of another. Strange and disconcerting, a superposition of all possible storylines. A handshake with God. Suddenly someone is here, coming through the same side door I just kicked open. I step back out of the room, a figure stands hooded in shadow in the kitchen just inside the doorway. He jerks, then freezes in place when he sees me. My eyes adjust. I recognize the face behind the shadows. Carl, white male, 45, medium build, goatee, weak chin, single, twice divorced. The target. What the fuck are you doing in my house? It's okay, Carl. I'm, I'm here to help. The fuck you mean help? Who are you? Just a friend. You ain't my fucking friend. I don't know you. What the fuck is this? You you looking for something? Trying to rob me? No, Carl. Can we talk? You some kind of crackhead? Get the fuck out of my house, crackhead! He lunges for something in a drawer. Instinctively, I launch down the hall at him. He comes up with a gun. My hands grip his firearm and push the gun up to face the ceiling. The gun lets off two rounds. Asbestos-laden kibble rains down on our heads, powdering us toxic white. I slam my other elbow into his face. The gun comes loose from his grip and falls to the floor as he stumbles back. Uh I lunge forward and drop to the gun, retrieving it. His knee slams into me with unexpected quickness, knocking me off balance and sending me to the floor. He makes a move to come at me again, but stops short as I force my aim up at him. Now let's just settle down, Carl. This isn't necessary. I pull myself up from the floor, keeping the gun trained on him. His chest heaves, but his breaths are silent. It's you, isn't it? He told me someone would come. It's you. Who told you? Why are you asking me? I'm sure you know full well who he is, probably more so than I do. The Shadow Man, who whispers... Where is he now? in the driver's seat. Something changes in his expression. Facial muscles reanimating into a stranger tableau, the shape of another personality entirely. Invader revealed. He lunges again, flailing and mad. I fire. The bullet hits, but it doesn't stop his weight from slamming into me and taking me to the floor with him. Gripping for stability, I feel the empty space in my grasp. The gun has come free. Limbs thrash, striking me and threatening my equilibrium. I fall back on my own weight, escaping their vicious radius and spring to my feet. The gunmetal flash in my face, an unwelcome surprise. He has the drop. I barely hear the explosion before I'm thrown into the void once again.
0: Mind Background. Anger. Episode... Four. Starring Sean Schemmel Featuring Witten Frank Michael Roxy Johnson John Martin Vinnie Penner Jason Burdine And Noel Rodrigo Mind Raker Background Anger is a Spiral Opus audio production Created, written and produced by Roy Burdine Co-produced by Sean Schemmel Sound engineered and mixed by Mark Labib Mind raker Background Anger Is copyright 2023 Roy Burdine